Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning here with Michael Gearing. Great to have your company. Hope your week has started well. And if you had a bet on the weekend, I hope you backed a winner. We're here to talk harness racing on Sky Sports Radio for the next 30 or so minutes. And we have a very special guest to kick today's show off. New South Wales has a proud harness racing history and in recent years that has been embellished around the world by people like the Trittons but even more so by Luke, Andy and now Todd McCarthy. Eight days ago Todd McCarthy went to the Meadowlands outside New York in New Jersey and won the biggest trotting race in the world. It's called the Hamiltonian. It's for three-year-old trotters. I know that sounds weird, but it's a huge deal. And he won it with the biggest outsider in the history of the race, Cool Popper Bell. Winning the Hamiltonian for American harness racing fans is like winning the Everest for galloping fans in New South Wales or right around Australia. Todd is on the line to talk to us now. Uh, Todd, good evening for you up there in the States and a belated congratulations from all of your racing fans and the harness racing community down here in New South Wales. Hi Mick, Uh, thank you very much and uh, thanks for having me on. Mate, how big's the Hambletonian? Because people, as you know, back home would be thinking, how is a three-year-old trotting race the biggest race in the US? But it is, and Hambo Day is pretty darn big. No, it's, uh, it's it's a pretty big day here, and it's it's certainly um, it's certainly well respected and glorified, and it's uh, you know it's it's one of the most prestigious races in uh, harness racing. So um, it, it came at a bit of a surprise, but nevertheless, it was, it was a huge thrill. You've been in great form. We'll talk about your US career shortly, but more about Cool Popper Bell. How did you end up on the horse? And going into the Hambo final was one of the biggest outsiders of all time, what sort of chance did you give yourself? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had a pretty good relationship with um, with Jim Campbell, the trainer of this horse, for a while, and, and he's been great in, in giving me a few opportunities to drive some of these horses um, since arriving in the U.S., and uh, it was simply a matter of, uh, you know, I, I had a couple of Neil limbs there, and, and things didn't work out for them, and... Uh, you know, Jim seen me on the night, and he said, um, "You get one through." And uh, Brian, Brian uh, qualified joviality and, and cool Papa Bell as well, and uh, he, he was going with joviality in that race. And Jim come and see me, and he said, "Would you be happy to go with this guy in the final?" And uh, I said, "Absolutely." So uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be, uh, you know, on Jim's mind at that stage to, um, to pick up the drive, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. It uh, just just happened to work out. So, Todd, give us the time frame here. How long before the Hambletonian was run did you know you had the drive? He seen me on the night of the eliminations a week out, you know, and he asked if I'd be interested in going with the horse. And I said, absolutely, I'd, I'd be privileged to, you know. So um, it was just a thrill for me to, to have a drive in the Hambletonian. It was my first time um, being in that race and... Uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, like I said, a little unexpected, but um, unbelievable the way that it worked out for us. 
While there isn't the same slew of media coverage for trotting in the US as maybe, for example, galloping in Australia, how was the build-up and were you nervous before the race? Because obviously you've driven in Inter-Dominion finals and Miracle Miles and other huge races. What was that build-up like and the day of the race? Probably like the, the, the you know, that week leading up to it, once word got out that I, I had a drive in it, um, you know, there was there was a couple of things. There was, you know, a little bit of uh, interest in it, the fact that it was my first go in it, things like that. But uh, overall, I think the horse being a long shot, we, we kind of got to fly under the radar a little bit, um, which which suits me perfectly, you know. I'm, I'm happy to, to do that. And, uh, and uh, you know, leading up to the day, we were, we were the underdog, so the, 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 really the spotlight wasn't on us at all. Talk us through the race and talk us through... The moment you hit the line in the hambo. Um, so early on, you know, obviously you always want to leave your options open and, and figure out where we can be there. If, if probably if I could have got into that moving flow on the outside, that that would have been nice. But there was a couple left outside me that were um, pretty adamant that they they wanted to be in the flow, and and I, you know, at that point I wasn't wasn't too worried where I was going to end up. I was going to be five rail at that point, and. Uh, you know, there was one in front of me made a break just before the half, and then the one ahead of it um, made its way out into the, the flow. And, and by then, I was, um, you know, in, in my opinion, at that stage of the race, um, going into the last turn, I was following the two best horses in the race. And I kind of thought to myself, you know, this has worked out perfectly here. We're, we're going to get a we're going to get a check, you know, um, which which was you know going to be huge for us. And uh, as it worked out, the you know the, the horse was just so good on the day, and uh, we had a little bit of luck there. We were able to shake loose at the top of the stretch, and uh, he, when I showed him daylight there, he wanted to go one way, and that was forward. So that that was pretty exciting. It was probably only halfway down the stretch that I I knew that we um you know we had a serious shot of winning it, and uh, you know full credit to to Jim and the job that he done with the horse and preparing him for the day. He um he he was just so sharp and spot on. The uh, like I say, he just wanted to go one way, and that was forward. What about after the race, Todd? Hambo Day is an awfully long day. There's a lot of races. Did you have more drives and therefore you couldn't celebrate instantly? And and talk to us about being a driver from the other side of the world because I'm sure you had plenty of people texting or WhatsApping or mum and dad and Luke trying to call from down under to wish you congratulations. So there must have been a lot going on in the hours after the Hambo. Oh, it was, and like the seconds and minutes, you know, immediately after hitting the line there were, were one, shocking and, and a little bit emotional too, you know. So uh, as, I, as I turned the horse over in the back stretch to go back to the winner's circle, Andy jumped, Andy, he jumped out of his bike and um, come over and give me a big hug. You know, he, he was a proud big brother at that stage, and uh, so that, that was pretty special for me, you know. And um, jogging back to the winner's circle, I was, I was still just, just couldn't believe it the way that the trip worked out and the, and the way things went. So, um, no, it was certainly special. We got to celebrate briefly in the winter circle with some of the connections and, and Jim himself there. But uh, we were in the following race, and then straight after that, we were on a, on a plane on our way to uh, Kentucky for the next day. All right, you mentioned Andy. For those who, who don't know the Hana Racing, Andy is your older brother, Andy McCarthy. And, of course, your other brother is, is Luke McCarthy, who's the leading driver at Menangle and has been since they built the place. And what do you think 
has helped you boys become such good drivers? Because obviously all three of you have won million dollar races. You've also this year won the Pepsi North American Cup with Pebble Beach. Andy's enormously established up there. And your father, John, of course, has won Miracle Miles. So what's the quality or what's the skill set you have worked on to become good drivers? I think, Mick, um, you know, I think it really just comes down to uh, our parents, John and Narelle. They've just, you know, they've always been so supportive of us and uh, in early on and, and whatever career path we would have chose, you know, they had us back 100% there. So, um, you know, you, you couldn't ask for, for better mentors than them and, and, and whichever way it was that they were teacher, teaching you in their, in their individual ways was always comforting and, uh, you know, it was, everything was positive whether you're in the wrong and they'd always sort of point you in the right direction but do it in such a nice way that it didn't deter you from doing what you wanted to do so um i really do think that all three of us and and, and even my sister jody in, in her career path that she's chose we've just been so lucky to have the um the guidance that we've had from from our parents there and i, I can't thank them enough for that do you think todd you're uh, moving to the States and, and driving at the Meadowlands, which is incredibly like Menangle, had it been aided by the fact that you did cut your teeth driving at Menangle and therefore mile racing up on the speed and tight lines has been part of your career? For sure. I think it was definitely a great um, preparation before moving to the States, you know, and it was... Um a big part for me was probably like my my era that I started driving, and my my first winner that I drove was in a, a Harmer bike, a um, you know a US style race sulky. So that was um, you know the US was kind of on the radar from from such an early stage for me, and and, and then when Andy made the move, it was um, obviously following him so closely and his success over here, and and Luke's success in the states as well was. Um, you know, it was a big pushing point, but uh, definitely Menangle racing there on that 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 size track definitely was a uh, you know a, a good um, a good a good base to get started over here for sure. When you were driving here a couple of years ago, I, I presumed you drove about three times a week: Tuesday, Menangle, Penrith, Thursday, back to Menangle on Tuesday, and maybe the occasional Bathurst trip. What is a normal week in summer when things are busy? like for Todd McCarthy now? How many days would you drive? How many horses would you drive? And of course, you don't get any driving fees. So if you don't get in the top five, Todd, you don't get any money. No, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> some days, trust me, Mick, they can be tough days, you know. But uh, no, overall, we're very fortunate to um, to be in the positions that we're in here and get to drive the horses that we do. I, I feel very lucky and, and blessed to be able to do that. But um you know, an average week, an average week consists of uh, racing seven days and twice a day sometimes, and um, you're you're usually uh, you know hopping states and uh, you know sometimes countries in, in that week as well. So um, I think coming up like over the next weeks here, we've we've got um, you know Canada every Saturday night, and then you're back to Jersey and uh, and then back down to uh, Kentucky for three days a week as well. So it's certainly a um, you know it's an action-packed schedule, but it's. Uh, you know, once you once you get into routine here, it uh, it becomes life, and uh, like I say, it's, it's very enjoyable, and uh, I I, don't, I certainly don't take it for granted. Who's in the team there, Todd? There's obviously yourself, um, your brother Andy, clearly Dexter Dunn, the New Zealander, I'm sure is floating around. Um, Noel Daly, who of course trained the uh, Pebble Beach, the winner of the North American Cups in Australia. And so, who's in your your go-to team there? And 
Is it Pennsylvania or New Jersey you live in? Uh, I, I live in New Jersey, you know, and um, we, we kind of share the work around a lot. There's, there's a lot of great guys over here from... Um, you know, there's, uh, that's the beauty of racing over here. There's, there's people from Sweden, there's people from Canada. It's, uh, it's a very di- diverse group of um, trainers and drivers, and it's, it's just a lot of great people to, um, to get to race against. One guy I think that he's, uh, he's trying to form himself into an Aussie is uh, David Miller, Purple Jesus. He's, uh, he hangs out with the squad a bit. I think, I think he's working his way in there. He, he might be uh, heading down to Australia soon. How do you find the Americans? Because I, I played rugby up in America, and they're a different breed. They can be very loud, they can be very confident, and they can be um, very opinionated. How have you found America? Uh, I've, I've honestly, Mick, I've found them to be such welcoming people. And um, like I say, when you when you move from the other side of the world, it's uh, you know it's, it's a it's a bit of a daunting process, but. Um, Everyone here has just been so lovely, and uh, no, I've, I've found them to be fantastic people. They're very outgoing people, and uh, but uh, I like that about them. You, you know, you can go anywhere and get chatting to anyone, and uh, no, they're, they're they're fantastic people. You've driven uh, some great horses in Australasia, of course. Tiger Tara, one of your favourites, did magnificent things on the track. The Tiger Taras of the world and the Lazaruses of the world. How would they compare with the best paces you drive over there? I think it's so hard to to compare them head to head. You know what I mean? Like especially those two horses that you um, use an example there. They were, you know, fantastic stayers, and I think every horses, um, you know, especially when you're talking about Grand Circuit horses, are champions in their own right. Um, you know, there are certainly horses here that, that couldn't go back there and race a mile and a half. Um, they, they'd find that very difficult. So it's it's hard to kind of put them head and head um, in that sense. So uh, you know, I, I try and keep it pretty simple. And I, I think if they're um, you know if they're champions, they're champions. But um, it's it's very hard to compare staying horses to sprinting horses. But I do think um, you know. Uh, they definitely uh, obviously you've seen Lazarus come over here and he shaped up. He did a job, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's so hard to go from that distance racing to that um, sprinting mile racing. It's, uh, it's definitely a challenge for them. Family aside and all the personal stuff aside, what's the thing you missed most about living in Australia? A bit of footy? Is it going for a beer with some of your mates? Do you, do you miss anything in particular which you think to yourself sometimes, gee, I'd love one of those? Uh, probably the um, the weather the most, you know, especially once it starts to cool off here, it really cools off. You know, I always thought Sydney got pretty cold, but um, once you have a winter in New Jersey, you, you realise what cold is. So uh, that, that that's probably one thing for me I found the hardest to adjust. You know, I grew up in Queensland and it was, um, you know, it was pretty much hot and hotter up there. So uh, coming over here and, and going back to some cold weather, it's, uh, it's certainly been an adjustment for me. All right, what about the future? I mean, at the moment, you're at the top of the tree, and then I would suggest with your work ethic and, and your age, you may remain there for a very long time. As much as you can tell, Todd, do you see yourself coming back to Australia, for example, for a month or two in the summer, like you did last year, and driving a bit more? Or do you ever see yourself living in Australia again? Not not at this stage, I think. You know, I definitely don't rule out living in Australia again, but... Um you know, America right now is home for me, and um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to to be in a spot where I'm um, I, I can stay here for a while now. And uh, 
you know, it's uh, it's 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 been great to me at the moment, and I, I really enjoy living here. So uh, no, 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 no immediate plans to uh, to change anything soon. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed, things things just keep rolling on a little bit the way they are, and uh, keep keep making a living it out of it over here, and uh, we'll keep having a bit of fun. On the subject of fun, is uh, is Todd McCarthy? Well, I've been spoken to you for a while, mate. Are you a an engaged man there are there children in the life we, we the people i'm sure want to know what you're getting up to is has there been any movement since you moved to the u.s oh, i think that's a chat for a beer mick we'll uh we'll leave that one for that <laughs> i thought that might be the answer todd mate congratulations from from all the new south wales racing community not just the harness racing but the hounds and the gallops it's it's so hard to get to the top of the tree offshore and we know the joy. I spoke to Dexter on the show a few weeks ago about the joy he gets watching James McDonald accomplish the same thing at Royal Ascot. So to have that in reverse for you boys is, is great, mate. Thank you for joining us on Sky Sports Radio. And, mate, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, kicking home many more winners over there in the US and up in Canada. No, awesome. Thanks very much, Mick. And uh, hello to everybody back there. I uh, yeah, G'day to all my friends. I miss everyone very much. So I'm uh, looking forward to catching up soon. That's Todd McCarthy. What a great chat out of the US. He won last week the biggest race in the US with Cool Popper Bell. And as Nathan Turnbull joins us, he's had his own victories on Saturday night at Menangle. Nathan, it's kind of inspiring when you listen to that for you horsemen in New South Wales because you realise um, you guys can play with the big dogs. And I'm sure everybody's very proud of Todd and Andy because they're such popular guys. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we grew up with the McCarthy boys, as most people know, and uh, to see them going over there and taking on the best in the world, it's uh, it's amazing to think, you know, that we um, grew up with such superstars, really. Mate, uh, have you ever had the ambitions, Nathan, before we get to the last Saturday night at Menangle, have you ever had any ambitions to go to the States? Oh, mate, I'd, I'd go tomorrow if I could. Um if I was a young fella, I'd 100% go, you know, I think they've got their world at their feet at the moment to go over there, especially with Dexter and Andy and Todd sort of paving the way for, for them. Um, they, they've really got a leg up now over there. And, um, yeah, if I was a young fella, I'd go tomorrow. But I've sort of set up here now and I've got my young fella coming through. So it's definitely something I'd tell him to think about for sure. All right, you talk about um, how things are going here and being set up. You're, you're set up nicely at the moment. You've got the right sort of horses around you. You went to Menangle on Saturday night, which is the big dance, of course. You won with Phase of Glory, who you train and train and drove to win. And then later in the program, you won with Comanche Warrior, who, again, you train and also drove to win. Is this just a case of the right horses and the right races, Nathan? Because we haven't seen you on Saturday nights driving doubles at Menangle very often, and unless you actually live at Menangle, not many people from out of town do it. Yeah, no, it's definitely awesome to do, and uh, definitely right with the right horse at the right time. Um, we got Phase of Glory from out of New Zealand, and he's done a super job since he's come over. And then the other guy's sort of just been jumping on the phone, going down with him, and definitely just sort of met the right race the right week, if you know what I mean. What sort of horse is Phase of Glory? Because he, he won an up to 80 rater the other day. Is he a horse who, he, he went 151.6, is going to work his way through the grades? Because at Menangle, once they start winning, Nathan, they, they do get up there pretty quickly. Yeah, you're right, but I, I do have um, a big opinion of him, that's for sure. He's a really big, dopey fella, really. Um, 
he's only a four-year-old, and I think with a bit of a let-up even, and if he can come back and take the next step, you know, like you said, he sort of went 51 and a half the other night and sort of was out by himself doing it all on his own. So with a bit of company, if he can get down to the, you know, the 50 mark, he, he could be right up against the big boys. And um, I know it's another big step he's got to take. He's only sort of beaten up on under-80s at the moment. But in saying that, he, he's doing it pretty comfortably as well. So I'm pretty excited what the future holds with that guy. The same owner's own Comanche Warrior, different type of horse. Um, he's getting close to 100 starts. He's won 15 races, over 100 grand. You've got to love horses like him. For a trainer like yourself, you can take them anywhere, line up anywhere, and, and most weeks you get an honest performance. Yeah, 100%. He, um, he, we broke him in here, and he's been with us the whole time. The owner's um, a good supporter of mine, and uh, he... Yeah, like I said, he's been here from day one and he, he's won races every year. He won a two-year-old and then his first start as a three-year-old, he won actually a Blaney at 100 to 1 and now he's down at Menangle taking them on and got the chocolates out of the night. But yeah, it's a real feather in his cap to be competitive every year and to win over $100,000 I know. Not sure if Nathan still with us, Nathan, there. Sounds like you've lost, Nathan. No, still there. That's good as gold. Hey, Nathan, just um, tell us, how many horses do you have floating around you at the moment? Um, because as I said, we're seeing you down at Menangle. How many horses would you guys regularly work? Um, we were only in about, we had about a dozen to 15 there for a while, but we've bumped up lately and we're up in, uh, there's 24 at the moment and uh, really enjoying it. Uh, we've got some staff here that are super and... Um, we're really enjoying taking it to the next level and uh, we're having a great season doing it. So the more the merrier at this stage. Mate, you're absolutely flying. What's one for the Sky Sport radio listeners to follow? Away from the two we've discussed this morning, what's a horse you've got who's going to turn up somewhere? The next couple of weeks would be good, Nathan, because we need some money and win a race. Uh, I've got my little two-year-old coming back. He's probably ready to trial next Monday. Better be the best. He was in the gold crown. He's, a, he's probably one of the new better ones, so keep an eye out for that guy coming through. And um, But no, they're all sort of um, playing their way at the moment, going good. Don Arthur's just come back as well. He he won two, three rides for me. He'll probably go through the Breeders' Challenge series, but if we can't pick up an easy one before we head into that series with that guy. and um, But tomorrow night, if you have it out at Young, I think I can win a race with a little two-ride called Mr Quirk. So there's something for the listeners there. Mate, loving it, Nathan. Great to see your big smile on track at Menangle on Saturday night, getting a double. It's not an easy thing to achieve, mate. And thanks for taking the time to talk to us and tell us more about your stable here on Sky Sport Radio. Sure, brother. Thanks a lot. That's Nathan Turnbull. As you heard, he grew up with the McCarthys, the Turnbulls and McCarthys of enormous parts of the Bathurst harness racing fabric. Uh, another guy who would know all about America and who would fit it up there perfectly is Nathan Jack. Can you imagine yourself up there, Nathan? I can imagine you driving, <clears throat> getting on the tight lines and enjoying yourself at the Meadowlands. That'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be a bit of fun, Mick, but it'd be hard to break into, I think. Mate, you're doing something similar tomorrow. You're coming to Menangle tomorrow afternoon. We have these, um, these Nutrient Series trot and pacing races so you're you're coming down from from new south wales so coming up from new south wales you're on a couple of interesting horses tomorrow mate we want to get your views on them in race two it's a mixed two-year-old trot it's a prelude to the big final you're on a horse called the locomotive what do you make of the locomotive in that field tomorrow nate 
Uh, yeah, Mick, I think he's a pretty good horse. He's um, only had the one trial back, but he had a private trial since then um, and, and worked around with a pacer and worked really good. So uh, I think he's a pretty good horse. I think he's going to have a pretty bright future, that's for sure. Okay, what about tomorrow? Do you think he'll, he'll handle Menangle? Because Menangle can be a bit funny for some horses. Um, he's, he's obviously a Victorian horse, so he's never been before. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll have any troubles uh, handling it. Um, I've driven against sort of Stevie G and a couple of times when he's raced, and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be swapping my drives, that's for sure. And the third on the card, you drive Captain Hammerhead for Rodney Lakey, and look, he's a pretty good horse. He's, he's had two decent wins. Looks a nice field, this though. There's a bit of uh, Emma Stewart there, Nathan Purden there. Um, you know, there's some pretty smart horses in here, and naturally gifted, of course, who ran so well on the Crown Final at Bathurst. So, how do you see Captain Hammerhead shaping up against them, Nathan? Uh, yeah, Mick, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it's obviously he, he's a he's undefeated, and he's uh, you can only win. He's a big dumb sort of fellow, but. He looked a lot sharper at his second start. I didn't drive in his second start, but he looked a lot sharper. But there's a lot of um, good quality in that race. It looks probably the strongest race on paper, um, depth-wise. But uh, I'm sure he'll acquit himself well. You want a decent filly in the fourth on the card, Ludicrous. It's, it's bred to be fast. It's an art major out of a Christian Cullen mare. Only had the one start for Kate Hargreaves. Um, ran third. Is it, is it the type of progressive horse who could improve on that over the 2300 tomorrow? Because 2300 around Menangle, Nathan, some of these are going to be awfully tired at the 400. Yeah, you're right, Mick. Uh, a lot of them are going to be getting tired at the end of the 2300. But, yeah, she's a filly I've driven a couple of times as well, but uh, not at the races. But um, quite like her. It's given me a good feel um, every time I've sat behind her. Um, like you say, the 2300 will sort of fuel them out. I, I hope it doesn't sort her out. Let's talk about Petrarca, because everybody loves him. They know he's got huge ability. He was very heavily backed in the, the, the gold crown. Uh, he's won since, but just go back to the gold crown. What did you make of his performance there? Because he turned up in the heats and he looked an absolute superstar, yet he ran third in the final. So was that a case of early season, the crown being what it is, it just all got too much for him? Yeah, I just think sort of luck deserted him that night, Mick. He got a long way back and sort of had a lot of traffic issues and hit the line really good. Um, if we had it over again, we probably would have drove him a lot different. But um, oh, I think he seems a lot sharper now than what he did then. And uh, I know the camp are, are very happy with him. There's some pretty nice horses in there from New South Wales, but also Emma has another horse in called First Responder. Uh, I presume Petrarca's the better of the two? Oh, I think he's the pick of the two from the camp. Yeah, that's for sure, Mick. Yeah. Okay. What do you make of these Victorian horses coming to Menangle? Because in the early days, we we often saw they would come and they would struggle. Emma Stewart clearly has cracked that code. She's able to bring them here and they don't lose any form. And in fact, I think Menangle suits her horses better than Melton. What do you make of most Victorian horses? Do you find with the early burn so hard on their lungs, Nathan, that sometimes it takes them a run or two to get used to Menangle? Yeah, for sure, Mick. I don't think they'll probably have as much trouble this sort of the three out this series because it's a 2300 and the lead times probably won't be anywhere near as quick um, so I don't think it'll affect them as much as the mile would Alright, um, how's the season going for you because you, you came back and, and you're in rear form, you're winning Oaks races you're feeling good about things, are you getting good horses around you, are, are you getting the sort of horses you want to be driving to put you back up in that top echelon of drivers where you should be 
Uh, yeah, I think so, Mick. I think it's going pretty good. We always want to get better drives, but um, you can only sort of drive the best ones that, that, that are available. And No, I think things are going pretty good, actually, at the moment. Pretty happy with where we're at. Um, not a bad team at home. Quite a few young ones and always excited about them, but hopefully they can take the next step. Where do you prefer driving? Because we just spoke to, to obviously, um, to Todd McCarthy and, and we also spoke to Nathan Turnbull, who both of whom are having or had success at Menangle. Menangle's a different type of racing to Melton. It's very different to watch. Do you prefer driving on the 1,000-metre tracks in Victoria or do you prefer getting up on the tight lines on the big track at Menangle? Uh, yeah, no, I prefer Menangle. I um, think it's a lot fairer. Uh, big open track. Sort of nowhere to hide there. Right, what's the horse we should follow out of your drives this week? Is, is Petrarca the horse who's going to turn up and just do the job because he's classy and in the right stable? Uh, yeah, definitely think he's probably my best for the for the day. But um, locomotive, I think, I'm not too sure what price he'll be, but Petrarca's going to be pretty short for those that want to take the short. But um, if the locomotive's not, not too short, he's, he's probably a really good chance as well, I think. All right, mate, I know you've had a bit to do with some pretty good horses um in Victoria over the last couple of months. Um, what's the key drives, for those who don't follow the harness, so the harness people would know this, what's the key horses you've got coming up between now and the end of the year? Because the back end of the season, Nathan, is now stacked with a lot more big races than it used to be. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, probably, uh, obviously, been lucky enough to get to sit on Lock of Our Art for the next couple of runs, so that's pretty exciting to be getting on one like him. Um, just hope she'll probably go around in some of the bigger races. So they're the sort of ones you look forward to, apart from the apart from the obvious ones, yeah. Mate, it's great to have your thoughts about your drives tomorrow at Menangle, Nathan. Thanks for joining us, mate. And, uh, yeah, good luck, safe travels, not only to Menangle, but, of course, around the circle tomorrow. Thanks very much, mate. Nathan Jack, one of the most talented horse people in Australia. Great to have him back driving, and he's already made his stamp on the feature races. I've got a funny feeling there's going to be a bit more of that going on over the next three or four months. He will be the stand-in or sit-in driver for Lock and Bar Art over the next couple of runs before David Moran comes back. Great chat this morning with Todd McCarthy, who flew the Australian and the New South Wales flag, if there is such a thing, with pride in the Hamiltonian in the US eight days ago. Good to hear from Nathan Turnbull making his impression at Menangle. And Nathan Jack heading tomorrow to Menangle for the Tuesday afternoon meeting. It actually begins in the morning. Starts at 11.50, so it's an earlier start than usual. Um, 11 races there and uh, we'll have the heats of the Nutrien series. That's basically the new sales series for the new sales run by Nutrien. Don't forget also, tomorrow at Young, tomorrow night, Mr Quirk, given out by Nathan Turnbull, as a horse to follow. All the odds will be available tomorrow morning for those race meetings. No New South Wales harness today. They'll be on tab.com.au. We will be back on Sky Sport Radio with On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.